Today on Locked On Red Wings, we're going to look at the World Junior Championship rosters and which Red Wings prospects made the cut, as well as doing player predictions for Olimata, Philip Peronik, and then possibly Alex Nedeljkovic if there's time. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio. Well, Scotty is a freelance journalist for the Detroit News as well as the host of Locked On Tigers. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And uh, today, Scotty, we're going to continue our player predictions. We've been doing that. We did that all last year or last year, all last week, rather. And we're going to continue doing that today with at least uh, we're going to at least do Olimata and Philip Peronik, Like I said, in the cold open there, possibly Alex Ndokovic if we have time. But before that, the rescheduled World Junior Championship is set to begin this week coming up. And there are a plethora of Detroit Red Wings prospects that made the cut for all these different countries. Scotty, I know you have to listen in front of you, but why don't you rattle off who's where and why? Yeah, so, uh, well, you know, why is because they were born there, but I, I think <laughs> well, the... Uh... That's not what I meant, but yes, true. <laughs> Thank you. I guess, the, I guess the real why is they were good enough to make the cut. That's the why. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Thank the, you, uh... <laughs> I think, and at the top of that list is definitely Simon Edvinson, who... It's for sure. Made Team Sweden. Uh, also on Team Sweden is Theodore Niederbach. So that's, again, super cool. We we just kind of fill up Team Sweden. We got, uh, who else? Oh, Wallander is also mm-hmm. in Sweden as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, then we have, I lost my place. We have Donovan Sobrango for Team Canada. And uh, during practice today, uh, on Sunday as we're recording this, Donovan Sobrango was top pair for Team Canada, which is not a small thing. That no. is not a small thing. Being Team top Canada, anything for Team Canada exactly. is a big deal. That is a big deal for Donovan Sobrango and then the Red Wings, of course. Yeah, very big deal. And then uh, also on Team Canada is Sebastian Cosa. Very cool. And then also with Team Canada, uh, Dylan James, who was the Red Wings' second-round pick this year, uh, he got invited to Team Canada camp and, and – um, got cut in, in the final round of cuts. So he didn't make the roster, but was invited. So just kind of like a, a side thing there. Um, Carter Mazur. Yes, very. Team USA, Carter Mazur. Very, very cool. Red Savage, who we had on the show, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, for Team USA. And then I think that's it. Oh, Emil Vero for Team Finland. That's uh, And then that's the list. So. Pretty pretty healthy crop there. Uh, shout out to thehockeywriters.com for making an easy, accessible list with uh, all the Red Wings prospects on it that are making um, a World Juniors team. But very, uh, very, I mean, a fun list, right? Like it's all of the the top crop of prospects that Red Wings fans have heard about for, for a while now and, and that have been put into the system. And so it, it's cool to see them on the biggest stage and hopefully for most of them outside of maybe again, some of the team Canada people um, uh, get some, some healthy playing time as well. 
Well, so what's interesting, too, is that I believe William Wallander did not make the cut back in December when they were first trying to do the World Junior Championship. So I think he made the cut this time around mm-hmm. after having a rebound second half in Sweden. So that's it's great to see that. But, you know, Scotty, I want to know, I mean, we kind of just mentioned our two of the three, but I want to know, like, your top three guys you're going to be watching or be interested in seeing how they perform at this World Junior Championship here in August. I think, I don't know if it's one specific person, but just watching Team Sweden yeah. <laughs> and just, like, you know, there's there's probably like a like a twenty percent chance that if some something explosive happens on the ice with uh, with Team Sweden, that it's going to be caused by someone in a in, in a winged wheel. Like that, that's kind of cool. So I, I think that my obviously again, Casper is a big one, but I think besides that, it's just let's watch some Team Sweden hockey and and see what happens. I'm really interested in what Carter uh, Carter Mazur is going to be doing too, mm-hmm. because he had a really impressive season with the University of Denver. He has kind of climbed his way to the top of a lot of the depth charts in terms of Red Wings prospects. And he's spoken really highly of um, in the Red Wings organization. Dan Cleary spoke very highly of him, uh, as well as did Chris Draper. And so did Red Savage. When we had Red Savage on, he talked about, you know, on a different type of perspective, uh, you know, as a friend and teammate perspective, rather than the look how hard this guy works type thing. But he seems to always be brought up. Whenever somebody talks about prospects within the Red Wings organization, so I'm really interested to see what Carter Mazur can do uh, this World Championship, and also Donovan Sabrango being a top pair defenseman, at least at the practice. We don't know what it's going to actually look like, but Donovan Sabrango being a top pair defenseman yeah, on Team cool. Canada, that's a big deal. That is a Very. big deal because Team Canada is always—I mean, it's Team Canada, guys. That's that's the hockey capital of the world is Canada, and for him to be a top pair defenseman on this world juniors team is a big deal and shows the type of growth that he has had. So keep an eye out on him, but also on that, that practice, Sebastian Kosa was listed as the third string goaltender. I'm not going to panic about that. We, we can, we kind of, we talked about this last world juniors when it got canceled, Mm -hmm. he wasn't playing. And with this, I really think it just comes down to experience. I think Sebastian Kosa is just going to take more time. All goalies just take time. I'm not worried about Sebastian Kosa. It's not worrying time yet. And he put up impressive numbers again this year with the Western Hockey League. During So it's still him. He still needs to take the next step in his development. And that doesn't mean like, oh, he needs to get better. It just means like he needs to play at a higher level now. But I'm not worried about him being third string goaltender on Team Canada. I'm really not. Yeah, I mean, me neither. And like people, people will. Un- undoubtedly, people, people will worry about it and will freak out about it. And and people will make comments about it, but I, I, I just can't be like one of those people at, at the present moment. I can't that this is a still very much a kid and and a kid that is like a, a plethora of steps away from the NHL level, right? Like he, mm-hmm. we're not even talking about a dude who's uh like like in the A or, or in a, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's so many steps away from being even an NHL player for, for me to worry about him not being the starter on the best world juniors team uh, on the planet at, at his age. I just, I can't be bothered by that in this current moment, but I'm sure people will. And I'm sure well, we'll get questions about it and everything, but uh, I, I, I can't, I just can't be worried about it. Well, it's like, so Nolan had tweeted out top pair defenseman, Donovan Sabrango, hashtag top pair defenseman, Donovan Sabrango. By the way, it was Nolan's birthday on uh, Saturday. So happy birthday to Nolan. Happy but, birthday, um, Nolan, man. 
he tweeted that out and I replied with things I like, number one, that. And then somebody replied to me like, oh, but Costa third string. I'm like, I'm just not worried about it. Like, this is just goalies develop at such a different timeline as others. And him being third string on Team Canada of all teams is not a shot at him. I really don't think it's a shot at him. I'm not worried about that. What I'm really, I'm not really worried about. World Juniors is great, but take what you, you know, you know what you usually say about fitting narratives, Scotty? Yeah. You know, um, what, what you say, because I can't remember the word for it. Uh, it only, only pay attention to it if it helps your narrative. Yeah, Exactly. World Juniors is great. And if somebody impresses you, that's fantastic. That's a but great way to put it. Yeah. Somebody's career is not made, made or broke by how they perform, perform at World Juniors. Players can have a bad weekend. And then people will say that they're busted. It's like they just had a bad weekend. Steve Eisman sat down with Danielle Bruce uh, this past week. And there was a one-on-one interview. It was 27 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Fantastic interview. Go watch it. Fantastic. But Steve Eisman talks about that with development camp. And he, he says that, you know, it's a great time to look at what these prospects have to do to continue to improve. But by no means are we determining the trajectory of their career based on how they perform here. Look at World Juniors right. and think the same way. This is fun. This is for these kids to put something on their mantle and try to impress scouts. But just because they have a bad weekend, I don't, I'm just trying to warn Red Wings fans that if a prospect particularly doesn't impress you, doesn't mean they're not going to be an NHL talent. There's so much more than this one week of hockey. No, I, I, I love, I love that. I love what you said about, you know, world juniors only matters if it helps your narrative. That that's how we should look at it. (laughs) I say the same thing about summer league basketball. I always say the same thing, right? Like it's always just rookies and like fringe roster players and stuff. Like it doesn't really matter, but (laughs) spring training only matters. if It helps the narrative, baby. There you go. Um, today's episode, uh, before I get to that, actually, when we come back, we'll talk about Ole Mod and do player predictions. But today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our partner has a product you need to use literally every day. Start taking AG1 because it is so good for you. One scoop is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost them $100 a day. It costs you less than $3 a day when you're investing in your health with Athletic Greens. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athletic greens greens slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Ooh, segment two lockdown red wings podcast. Scotty and I are going to go back to our player predictions and let's talk about Philip Hronick. Uh, he is a guy 
Is that who I teased? I teased, I teased Phil Pronick, right? Not Olimata? I can't remember. It was like a minute ago. Uh, I think you teased Olimata, to be we'll honest. We'll do Olimata. But whatever, we'll do Olimata. Well, we're gonna get to both of them this episode. Doesn't you matter. might have teased both. I don't remember. Well, honestly. we're definitely doing both this episode. I just can't remember which I teased before we went to break because think... I'm a professional. So here's the thing. Let let's let's bet on it right now. I think you teased Olimata, but we won't find out until after the episode's published. I think right. you teased Olimata. All right, all right, fair, fair, fair. Uh, what are we betting? Um, loser shaves their head. <laughs> Oh, deal. I'll, I'll take that bet. All right. Um, let's do Phil Pronick's first on my list here on the computer. So we'll, we'll do Phil Pronick right. first. Uh, Phil Pronick played 78 games for the Detroit Red Wings last year and defensively was kind of a black hole, especially in the mm-hmm. second half of that season. In fact, he got scratched early in the season with the Red Wings because he just was not performing well. Uh, he did finish the season, however, with, I believe, 38 points. Let me just double check on that one. Make sure. Yep, 38 points. He had five goals and 33 assists. He's an offensive type defenseman who is capable of leading the charge in the offensive zone from the blue line, especially on the power play. But in his own zone, it seemed like time and time again, he was getting burned on the outside. He looked like me playing out there on defense. The gap control is not, wasn't quite right in a lot of the instances. Uh, what are we expecting as the highs and lows for a defenseman who's still, people don't realize this, but Philip Ronick feels like he's been with the team forever, but he's only he's 24 years old. Yeah. What are we expecting as the best case scenario and worst case scenario for this right shot defenseman? Yeah. So I, I think I want to start with worst case scenario. <clears throat> I think that his worst case scenario, mm, I lied. I want to start with best case scenario. <laughs> so okay. his best case scenario to me is, do you remember after two seasons ago? Dude, I can't even remember who I teased before the segment began. You expect me to remember two seasons ago? Okay. okay just bear with me. Okay. <laughs> at the end of, not this past season, but the season before, at the end of that season, the fan base's general belief was Heronic was one of the only people, if not the only player, on this defense that – you hold on to that could be part of the defensive core going forward. Right. That was, yep. that was him, the, him and the Chalowski at the beginning. Right. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> that so that was, that, that was the old, like, that was the belief it was, you know, and, and some people had, you know what, he can be a top second pairing defenseman, maybe even like a super low end top pair defenseman on a decent team. Like there was some, some, because again, he was only whatever 22 then people had very high expectations for him. Last season, Philip Hironic at one point was getting healthy. Yeah. And like really, uh, especially off the gate, really, really struggled. And so I, I think that for him, my best case scenario is that he re-solidifies himself into that conversation that we believed that, that a lot of people, I should say, not, you know, there's a, probably exceptions to that and people are going to be like, oh, I never thought. I think best case scenario is he takes a big step forward from last year, big enough to where the team can look at second pairing defense and, and pencil in Heronic for the foreseeable future. And he re-solidifies himself as the right side second pair defenseman of the future yeah 
I would, that would absolutely be the best case scenario. Phil Peronik's an interesting case. And we talked about it when they signed Olimata as to why that is kind of a perfect signing to pair up with yeah, uh, Phil Peronik sure. on the left side. Phil Peronik needs a safety net. And I think part of his best case, not that he can't be a competent defensive side of the things defenseman. I think that's in there. I think he just had a rough season last year. Um, but he's very much so. It was the off- positioning, man. Yeah. Like, well, and like I think four he's being check, back check. Like it was all brutal. But here's the thing with Hronik. I think he, in a lot of instances, because like what you said, Red Wings fans had a general belief because at the time he was pretty much the best thing the Red Wings had going for them in pro- uh, defensive prospects wise. Yeah. So it wasn't just Red Wings Especially fans, but the management level. was putting that, that... too big of a burden on his shoulders, too much of a responsibility. They were expecting him to be a top pair defenseman when he wasn't. So if they can, if he can get solidified in that, it's the kind of the same thing that they did to almost Cronwall when Lidstrom retired is they made Cronwall. They told Cronwall he had to be, they don't, I don't know if they actually told him that, but Cronwall tried to be more defensively responsible and that's not his game. Cronwall thrived when he had Lidstrom behind him. That's when Cronwall was at his best. Phil Peronic needs that. And so Phil Peronic has a safety net and a defensive defenseman, Olimata, who's going to have his back. I think you're going to see a resurgence in Philip Peronik's game this uh, season, especially on the offensive side of things. He was a positive asset on the ice during the Red Wings' abysmal power play, and he is a power play two at worst, power play one at best defenseman who can quarterback the power play. At even strength, he struggles, both offensively and defensively, but he was also never a same thing with Moritz Sider, never really playing with somebody he meshed well with. I think that the signing of Olimata will put us closer to the best case scenario where he is a bona fide second pair defenseman, which is where he belongs. Not any higher than that in my eyes. And that he'll be a force to be reckoned with on the power play. Keep him off the penalty kill. <laughs> he played yeah, a lot of no, penalty I, kill. He was PK1. He played, uh, yeah, he played 121 minutes of that's, power penalty kill time this last season. That's, yeah, somewhat terrifying. But that's actually I, a lot. I, I, but. Well, mm. I do think that 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 is that that is best case is just him him re-solidifying that uh, at the end of the season we're we're looking at a dude that uh, really really stepped up and, and and took even bigger strides offensively and wasn't like an absolute complete liability liability defensively um, and then worst case scenario is is I, I mean. I guess pretty much the opposite of that worst case scenario is people completely remove him from their ideal defenseman of the future or, or part of the defensive core of the future. Uh, the D and then specifically to his style of play, uh, the defense doesn't improve at all. He's still, uh, uh, like I said, a liability back there. And then he doesn't take any strides defensively. And then offensively, he doesn't take, any steps forward or, or he isn't able to really even maintain ish what he's done the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, no longer can really quarterback the offense. Maybe the rest of the team like passes him by, I guess is the best way to explain it. what I'm trying to say, like, again, two years ago, that team was horrible. So we were just looking for anything of remote competence and, and maybe he doesn't take steps forward and the rest of the team, take steps forward and kind of leaves him in the dust. I, I guess that would be, that would be my worst case scenario for him is, is after the season we're uh, we're not penciling him in as, as part of this defensive core of, of uh, going forward. Yep. I completely agree. I mean, if he, 
I, I don't think his worst case is not NHL caliber defenseman. I think no. his worst case is probably he'll find like a job. Pair. He'll he'll keep finding jobs for a while. Yeah, but I mean, you saw what he looks like when he's. I mean, we saw. I think last year honestly was pretty worst case. He had a decent point total at thirty eight, but I think the his, first half of the year, he, like I said, he was literally getting healthy the first yeah. half of the season. I think like we like saw not a worst night. case scenario last year, really. Right, right. <laughs> not not every night, but I I mean, he was like there there was a stretch there of probably like two or three weeks earlier in the season. I want to say like November, where he I mean he was literally getting healthy yeah, like multiple not a good look. times. Yeah. Um, but you know what is a good look? Uh ooh. Okay, Eating Bilt Bars? It is. It's Bilt Bar. Way to go, Scotty. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. So That's right. They are very good. So like they cuz it'll, it'll say it in the read, but there's actual actual cookie dough chunks in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And cookie dough ice cream is my favorite tr- flavor. I just love cookie dough chunks. So cookie dough is great. Uh, let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 50 grams of protein. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be a perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, they the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they are healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff flavor. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just a quick bite, um, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. And get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your <laughs> at built.com. So I got did you see what happened there in the middle of the read? Well, uh, I don't know. I launched my water behind me and it kind of threw me off. Like I was playing with it in my hand, and it, I, you can kind of see it just barely on my bed. I accidentally launched it <laughs> and it threw me off because I can't see you out of my peripheral and I couldn't tell if you noticed or not. I, I could not, but I definitely heard you. Uh, you kind of fumble a little bit there. I, I, I fumbled the bag at the end there because I, <laughs> I, it it threw me off. Let me just uh, let me just go get that water real quick. <laughs> He's just gonna go get it in the middle. Is he wearing pajama pants? Everyone make fun of him. What are you saying? Nothing. That's the wrong. Hold on, that's the wrong ear. All right, now we're good. All right, we're back. Segment three: Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about Olimata. I'm not cutting any of that out, by the way. It's all good. Good. Um, Olimata, he played 68 games with the Los Angeles Kings this past season. Only had eight points, one goal, seven assists. Doesn't matter. That's not his style of game. The Red Wings this offseason signed him to just a one-year contract, making $2,250,000. He's 27 years old. This left-handed, uh, left-handed defenseman is through and through a defensive defenseman. His defensive metrics are actually very good when he plays. I know he battles injuries now and again. That was his the big gripe LA Kings fans had with him. But in 68 games played at 5-on-5, five five, his defensive metrics at goals above replacement were stellar. What is the best case and worst case scenario when talking about this 
no new acquisition by the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario for me is he gets an extension, right? I mean, yeah. best case scenario for me is is he he does everything we said in uh, in being paired with Heronic in, in the previous segment and uh, really kind of plays safety net and, and doesn't make mistakes and is really, really solid enough defensively. He will never have to do anything big uh, on the offensive end, especially, again, if, if he's paired with Heronic. Um, maybe get him some penalty kill minutes. I, I mean, just if he is if he is a solidified, good, solid defender down there, uh, I, I think best case scenario is even before the season ends, even mid-season, we're talking about wanting to extend this dude. Yeah, I think so. He's his goals of replacement at defense is 87th overall. He's an 87th percentile defensive defenseman, which is stellar. His offensive rank is only seventh, but that's where we talk about why that pairing with Phil Peronic is so important. Yep. You know, you get the you get the chocolate and you get the peanut butter. You get that mix. Now you got a Reese's defensive pair. Right. It's fantastic. It's they go to, they're gonna they should go together and they should go together well. But what's also really important is that he's a good defenseman to place on the penalty kill. He played 113 minutes of penalty kill time with the Los Angeles Kings this past year. And most of the time when he was on penalty kill, it was on PK group one. The Red Wings need help all over the ice, especially defensively. We talked about power play with Philip Ronick, but only motto penalty kill is vital. Imagine a, a, a top PK one unit of, of like cider and mana. That'd be, yeah, it'd be kind of fun. I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to spread that out and whatnot, but It'd be kind of a fun pairing, man. It would absolutely be a fun pairing. And Olimata's best case scenario, like you said, I mean, obviously, if the Red Wings can extend him because he plays a good full season with the Red Wings, that's ideal. But, you know, I just need him to be a lockdown second pair defenseman that serves as that safety net to Philip Ronick. I need Olimata to make it possible for Philip Ronick to thrive, but I do need the reverse to be possible as well. I need Philip Ronick to make it so Olimata can thrive as well. You know, it shouldn't just be a, a safety net is true, but it shouldn't all be on Olimata's shoulders to play defensively. For sure, for sure. So Philip Ronick has to be able to provide, you know, something as well. But best case scenario is these two combined to make a really solid second pair defense. Now, worst case scenario for Olimata is that, well, I'm not going to say injuries come back because that's, we like we said, we, we've nixed that. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is he's just not as good defensively as he was this past year and that his offense doesn't improve at all either because he was a negative three expected goals above replacement. So he is worth three goals less expected than a replacement level player, offensively speaking. So that is something that if that doesn't change and his defense regresses, you're looking at a guy who might be just a healthy scratch for you every night. And that's not something you want. That's worst case scenario. Yeah, 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 I agree. I, I think your your worst case scenario is again like kind of looking at what Heronic was to the team last year, and obviously not as far as play style goes, but just as far as as the 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 gelling of the two of them doesn't work out like we we think it will, and uh, he's you know a liability offensively, and the defense isn't what we thought it was, and it is at the end of the day a one year deal. So if everything really does hit the fan. Like, whatever, you just count your losses and move on. But, um, yeah, I, I think not having – the worst case for either of them is just at any point in the season, if you're looking at the defensive pairings and going, this is – second line is is uh, 
whatever a carousel it's it's a it's a revolving door it's not a solidified second line i think that that is worst case scenario well but there's also something to be said too though that his numbers maybe aren't looking the best because like philip Ronick, was put into a role above what he was capable. Same thing you can make an argument with Ben Sherratt. So with the LA Kings this last year, he played 1,067 total even strength minutes. The bulk majority of that, he played on the top pair. He played more top pair minutes than he did anywhere else in the lineup. He played a lot of second pair minutes as well, but Olimata is not a top pair defenseman. So you take him off that top pair, put him on the second pair where he's playing against I won't say worst. It's all NHL caliber talent, but sure. you know, putting him at a level where he'll thrive, you should you should see these numbers improve. And the fact that playing above where he probably should have on a top pair role, and he still had a defensive goals above replacement of eighty seven percent, that should actually improve this season coming up. Same with his offense because he's pl- going to be playing on the second pair, so. When looking at his goals above replacement, it's all fine and Danny, but you have to put it in context of where they were playing. And again, his his time on the ice summary, his even strength time on the ice total was 1,067 minutes, the bulk majority of which was distributed amongst the top pair. So you put him on the second pair now, you should see progress rather than regression. So I'm pretty hopeful that Olimata is going to be pretty damn good on the second pair. I agree. No, I, I agree. I have, I have pretty high expectations for him. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We didn't get to Alex Nadalkovich today. So we'll, we'll get that to that Wednesday. probably when we do third pair defensemen. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. So uh, oh, that'll yeah, probably be Friday's episode. Three, yeah. Yeah. Since we alternate. So it'll probably be Friday's episode then. Yep. But do uh, you have any final thoughts, man? Um, Lou Whitaker for the Hall of Fame. We ball. I can't believe he's not in there already. It's... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you daily 30-minute podcasts on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Scotty and I will be back with you guys on Wednesday. As again, we're down to three episodes a week. Um, and let me, you know what? Let me know what you guys think. I've started a new thing. I'm trying to make reels. And YouTube shorts, like little oh, highlights yeah, of the episodes. And I just want to know what you guys think. So check those out. Leave a comment. I think in they're the great. Room. Thank you, Scotty. That's all the motivation I need to continue to do them, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but let me know what you guys think. I appreciate all your guys' uh, you know, attention. That sounds weird when you say like Input. that. Input. That's the word. Thank you. Scotty always here being my thesaurus. But same time, same place, your team. Every day. Every day. Kind of.